This is Real Estate Rookie episode 212. My name is Ashley Kerr, and I'm here with my co-host, Tony Robinson. And welcome to the Real Estate Rookie podcast, where every week, twice a week, we bring you the inspiration, information, and stories you need to hear to kickstart your investing journey. And I oftentimes like to kick off these episodes with a shout out to some folks that have left us some reviews on Apple or Spotify. Uh, today's review comes from a uh, username, Ali Perky. And Ali says, we needed this with an, with an exclamation mark. Love bigger pockets, but we needed this show, the Ricky show, for those that are earlier in their investment career. Thank you guys so much for this. So if you guys haven't yet, please you leave us an honest rating and review on whatever platform it is you're listening to. Uh, the more reviews we get, the more folks we reach. And that's our goal here is to reach and help more people. So Ashley Care, what's going on? How you doing? Well, I'm pretty sure I lost my AirPods in the lake last week. So <laughs> I was wondering here, why you had the, the big headphones yeah. on. They're like the only ones I can find in my house. So they must be one of my kids. I don't know. It was either these ones or like super tiny little blue ones or like a toddler. But uh, yeah, so I don't I don't know. I got to use the find my uh, iPhone my or my AirPods. Yeah. See what happened yeah. to them. But what's new with you? Uh, nothing much. Just got back from Las Vegas, not to party this time, no pool parties, but, uh, must have had a, a basketball tournament. So it was the oh, last cool. tournament of the summer. So there was like, I don't know, like hundreds of teams out there at the Las Vegas convention center. I actually bumped into someone from the bigger pockets community. I was walking out and, um, wish I could remember his name, but, um, anyway, it's just always so cool to meet folks that listen yeah. to the podcast, like in real life. So, uh, whoever that was, I appreciate you reaching out. Did he have a son on a rival team? His, his, there were different age groups. So he oh, did have a son, oh. but my son's yeah. 14. His son was 13. So they, they oh. were playing in the same division. Are current interest rates making you depressed about cash flow? What if it didn't have to be that way? Rent to Retirement has 2.99% seller financing available on turnkey properties. You heard that right. That's a seller financed 2.99% interest rate where the average cash flow is over $900 per month. They also have options where you can put as low as 5% down on multiple investment properties with no PMI. Rent to Retirement is the nation's leading turnkey investment company that understands what it takes to be successful in today's dynamic real estate market. Their reputation speaks for itself with more five-star reviews than any other company on the Bigger Pockets website. Rent to Retirement offers fully turnkey properties that are newly built or renovated, leased and managed allowing you to invest with confidence in the markets that offer the best returns. To learn more, visit renttoretirement.com. That's renttoretirement.com. Or text REI to 33777. Again, text REI to 33777. This show is sponsored by Airbnb. Did you know that I turned one of my first homes into an Airbnb? It's true. And it even helped me get the extra income I needed to launch my real estate career. So if you want to try your hand at making even more income with your property, Airbnb is the place to be. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at Airbnb.com slash host. Remember when you had to pay to get a Leeds phone number? It was like the dark ages. Until Deal Machine made skip tracing a thing of the past. Now, with your Deal Machine plan, you'll get unlimited access to phone numbers and contact information for no extra cost. That's right. Get high quality, reliable information trusted by leading financial institutions, all fully compliant with the federal do not call list. 
explore over 150 data points, including age, gender, marital status, occupation, and a ton more. Trust me, this is the data you need for off-market deals. With new filters, people flags, and color-coded phone numbers, lead management just got a ton easier. Ready to step up your investing game? Sign up for a Deal Machine plan today and gain immediate access to this unlimited treasure trove of contact information and phone numbers. Just head to dealmachine.com BP. Transform your lead generation and deal-making strategies with Deal Machine. Sign up today and start exploring the unlimited possibilities at dealmachine.com BP. Okay. Well, I did pull a question for today's rookie reply. This one is from Carolyn Gottlieda. And the question is, hi, Ashley. I'm so thankful for Tony and your podcast. It is so entertaining and educational. Thank you for bringing it down and making real estate a lot more approachable. I just bought my first investment property, all cash. My husband already has a few under his name. Am I still considered a first-time buyer? What if I take a mortgage out on that property? First of all, Carolyn, congratulations on your first investment property. Um, That is really exciting. And way to take action on that. The first thing I would say is that you are considered a first-time buyer, but that has no benefit really, unless it's going to be your primary residence. So um, you would have to live in the property. And I'm going to go ahead and assume that you already live in a property with your husband. Um, But if you guys are moving into this property, um, but you did say it's investment, maybe it's a house hack, then you could, um, it could be considered, you could be considered a first time buyer. But usually those advantages are when you purchase the property, not when you go and refinance the property. So for example, an FHA loan, when you purchase that, you can put as little as three and a half percent down as your down payment. But if you go and refinance your property, you're not going to be able to refinance it and, you know, only keep three and a half percent equity in there um, in the property. So my recommendation is that when you go to a bank, yes, they're going to look at just you and it's going to be great that you don't have any other mortgages in your name. And hopefully that will make it a lot easier for you to get financing because you don't have a large debt to income ratio. When you are talking to banks, ask what their seasoning period is. Some banks will make you wait six months, sometimes up to a year if um, you just purchase the property and before you can go and refinance the property. So make sure you ask that before you start going through the whole application process. But most likely the bank is going to do an appraisal on the property and they're going to lend you 70 to 80% of the home value because you already purchased it um, in cash. So Tony, do you have anything to to add to that on what have you seen right now for refinances on investment properties? Yeah. First, I'm glad you went first because you pretty much hit all the, all the important stuff for making this episode <laughs> easy for me. Um, but you know, I mean, in, in, ter- in terms of refinances lately, we, we honestly haven't really explored doing any refis. Um, all of the debt that we've secured on every single property we have outside of our flips um, has been long-term debt. And, um, I don't, we just have no, no interest right now to refi because we, we locked up so many of these properties at, you know, 3% interest rates. So for us, refine doesn't make a whole heck of a lot of sense. And even like selling some of our properties, we're, we're hesitant to do that because we're not sure if we can get as good returns, even if we move up into something bigger. So, um, 
Yeah. I mean, if you can get the cash out, I, I probably would. And this kind of goes back to the, you know, people have different preferences when it comes to how they invest. Some people like the idea of paying all cash, not having a mortgage. Other people like the idea of making your capital stretch. I'm more of the, I want to make my capital stretch kind of person. So I think as long as this property were to cash flow, even if you take a mortgage out on that, I would go that route just so I can kind of, you know, make my capital stretch as far as it can. I think there's a big misconception when people ask, am I considered a first time home buyer? And really that doesn't have a huge effect on what kind of financing you can get because in FHA, you can get that three and a half percent down and it this could be your 10th house that you're buying. As long as you don't have another FHA loan um, in your name, you can still get it mm-hmm. as long as it's your primary residence. There are programs out there for first time home buyers where you work with a local bank or credit union where they say, okay, for the next six months, the next year, you are going to deposit this amount of money into your savings account every month. We will, you know, add to it or match it or something like that. And then they help you improve your credit and get into a property. But a lot of times when you do one of these programs, you get, you have to own that house and live in that house as your primary residence, sometimes up to five years where an FHA loan, you only have to live there for one year. So I think that's, um, kind of like ties your hand a lot, ties your hands um, behind your back a little bit because you can't, you if you're locked into a house for five years and it has to stay your primary residence, unless you want to commit mortgage fraud, which we do not condone here. <laughs> yeah. um, so the, I, I don't think there is a huge advantage to those programs. I think mm-hmm. if you guys are here listening to this podcast right now, you have some kind of motivation to save money on your own for your down payment and you don't need to go to a bank to to help you with saving that and then them lock you into living in a house for five years or whatever it ends up being. Yeah, uh, that's a good point, Ash. And just one last thing to add is that there, even outside of the, these first-time homebuyer programs, there are lots of other programs and grants to help people purchase their properties. Again, this doesn't apply so much to the investment property side, more so to the primary residence. But like when we bought our our first home, our first primary residence, um, we had the option of going with this first-time homebuyer program. But then there was also California had this this grant that was called like. Um, the California Housing Federal Administration grant or something like that. But it wasn't just restricted to first-time home buyers. It was open to pretty much everyone as long as you met these certain criteria. And that grant covered the majority of our down payment. And it was like a super low interest loan that was spread out pretty much over the life of of our, our first mortgage. So there, there's so many different options that you can kind of seek and find if you're looking to to get some assistance with uh, with your down payment. But to Ashley's point, um, you know, if you're looking to be an investor, you, you kind of got to yeah, save up some of that capital. Mm-hmm. Unless, unless currently you're trying to house hack. If you're trying to house hack, then obviously this is a, a great, fantastic approach for you. But just don't be so fixated on that first time home buyer. There's lots of other programs out there as well. I think just finding the right lending partner, the right mortgage broker to help kind of bring those to your attention. Well, Carolyn, congratulations on that first investment property. And hopefully this episode will kind of help you what to decide with that. Um, thank you guys so much for listening. I'm Ashley at Wealth From Rentals and he's Tony at Tony J. Robinson. If you guys are loving the podcast, please leave us a five-star review on your favorite podcast platform. We'll see you guys next time. Getting started in real estate can be daunting. There's so much to know, obstacles to overcome, lessons to learn, and risks to avoid. It can all be so overwhelming. 
If you're feeling motivated to invest, but too overwhelmed to take action, here's some advice. Take it one step at a time. And here's some good news for you. The Rookie Bootcamp is starting on May 20th, and Tyler and Ashley will be guiding you through each and every step until you're the proud, confident owner of your first investment property. Through eight action-packed weeks, they'll guide you step-by-step through those first questions, decisions, and obstacles that every beginner investor must overcome. So if you're serious about becoming an investor this year, head to biggerpockets.com step and join us in the Rookie Bootcamp. See you there. The content of this podcast is for informational purposes only. Past performance is not indicative of future results, and all host and participant opinions are their own. Investment in any asset, real estate included, involves risk. Use your best judgment and consult with qualified advisors before investing. Only risk capital you can afford to lose. BiggerPockets LLC disclaims all liability for direct, indirect, consequential, or other damages arising from reliance upon information presented in this podcast.